what's going on, people? <laughs> it's unreal how busy things have been lately. I can't complain. You know, I love the work, but it's cut into the time that I need to spend on, on getting material together for the show. So I apologize, but I know you understand. Had a few uh, 10 to 12 hour work days in there. Ended up working on weekends, but it's all for the greater good. But I wanted to record today because this is the ninth anniversary of Katrina's passing. And she was my number one fan, supporter of my podcast, dude, food, anything, everything I did (laughs) that I was passionate about. She was behind me. And our friend Cindy never forgets me on this day. She always sends a text or a message reminding me that, uh, you know, Kat and I are in her thoughts. So, yeah. So any of you who had issues with the last show, Google Podcasts kind of fucked me. They used the, the feed from my blog, not the feed that I post on the server for like Spotify and Apple. So they used the, the feed from the blog. It works fine. But on the homepage for my show, it started playing the previous episode instead of the episode that I did last time. So if you click on the episode itself and play that from the page, it plays just fine. But try playing it on my show's homepage on Google Podcasts and you get the Russian Mail Order Bride episode. And I hope that doesn't happen again <laughs> because I know a lot of people are using that service to listen to my show now. So I'm going to keep my eye on you, Google. Don't go poking the bear. The bear gets pissed. But hey, you know what I did? I checked the show stats for that last episode, and it is up there. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what it is, but I'm getting some foot traffic, finally. And I guess it's time for more thoughts and prayers, huh? God damn. I don't even want to talk about gun violence today. I'm not going to. I talked about this bullshit till I'm blue in the face. And talking about it does nothing. It does no one any good. We're not going to see anything change until we change our humanity. It's the lack of humanity that we have in this country that fuels these mass shootings. We're a country filled with mentally ill people who aren't getting the help that they need. I mean, sure, we've got relatively easy access to firearms. That's assured to you by the Second Amendment. That's not going to change. What percentage of gun owners are responsible for this level of violence? Background checks absolutely should be mandatory. That much I do agree with. We have them here in California. But even if you amped up gun control, people are still going to access them if they really want to do this type of stuff. If you don't believe me, look at prohibition. Okay? Marijuana was illegal for years. People still got it. Same with heroin, any other illegal substance. You only have to ask yourself this question. Who in their right mind could do something like this? The answer is no one, because only someone who wasn't in their right mind would do that. It's the same with suicide. You have to be out of your fucking mind to do something this egregious. This isn't going to change until we start changing the narrative, and it starts with human kindness. We need more love and understanding and less finger pointing. We, we seem to be pretty goddamn good at that. I'll tell you what I am going to talk about today. Bad parenting. Because I think the case needs to be made that Roe versus Wade was a success story for a reason. I know it's about to get overturned and there are about 13 states 
with trigger laws so that the minute it does get overturned by SCOTUS, it will become illegal in those states immediately. So I was listening to another podcast last weekend, The Ezra Klein Show, and this law professor was on there. I didn't know that most abortions, the women who already have kids, like they know just how difficult it is to raise children. And then they accidentally, oops, you know, get pregnant. And they're like, fuck that, get it out of here. That's being responsible, I think. Because too many people, and I'm going to go so far as to say a lot of the people who are, let's say, pro-life, they end up being shitty parents, raise shitty kids, and we end up with social problems. I'll give you my first example of the day. This is from an article in Women's Running Magazine. The headline, Marathon Faces Backlash After Six-Year-Old Finishes Race. (laughs) Organizers of Cincinnati's Flying Pig Marathon have come under fire for allowing a six-year-old boy to run the full race. After the event on Sunday, May 1st, an Ohio man named Ben Crawford wrote on Instagram that he had completed it alongside his wife and six children, finishing the 26.2 miles in 8 hours 35 minutes. The youngest member of the family is just six. Crawford wrote online he was struggling physically and wanted to take a break and sit every three minutes. On the race's website, management states that runners must be 18 years or older to compete. In the days following the race, runners, physicians, and parents flooded social media and comment sections to voice their concerns about allowing a child to compete the distance. To complete the distance, sorry. <laughs> what is in the water at the Crawford home? I mean, look, I understand you want to raise some tough kids, but you can't ask a six-year-old to run 26 fucking miles. I went back to AccuWeather. I checked the temperatures in Cincinnati on May 1st. It was 77 degrees. That's a little high to begin with for anyone. But for a six-year-old child, give me a break, you dumbass. Listen, for eight hours and 35 minutes, that kid was wishing he'd never been born. (laughs) And look, hey, listen, it doesn't end there. The arraignment for a West Hills mother accused of killing her three youngest children has been pushed to August 10th. Police say Angela Flores confessed to murdering her 12-year-old daughter, Natalie, 10-year-old son, Kevin, and 8-year-old son, Nathan, last weekend. This morning, eyewitness news learned that Flores believed her children were possessed by demons. Authorities say her 16-year-old son helped commit the crimes. Flores remains in jail on $6 million bail. Her teenage son is in juvenile detention without bail. So either a psycho lunatic or the prime example of how dangerous religion is. And these Bible stories that used to scare us straight when we were kids. I think after a certain age, you should be let in on the secret that no one knows if anything in that book is true. I mean, shit. We don't grow into adulthood believing in Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny, but we're still sold on the idea that there's an invisible man living in the sky, that Jesus was born without two people actually getting it on, and then dies and rises from the dead. I mean, come the fuck on, seriously. So these stories stick in the heads of people like this, and they lose their minds and kill their children. Demons, the devil, the idea that there's a hell where our souls are going to burn. Would you please give me a break with this bullshit? Ghosts don't exist either, all right? We die and we rot in a box. So you still think it's not a good idea to allow women the right to have abortions? We should deal with this shit going forward? That's better? 
She probably realizes she doesn't want to spend the rest of the good years she has left being burdened with children. Makes up some half-baked story like this so she can live like a single person again. And she gets her 16-year-old son to help her. In the name of God, murdering little kids. Are you that batshit? This is rife with an insanity plea. It's not even close. She'll be confined to a mental institution for the rest of her life. Anyone who admits to doing shit like this is headed straight to Looney Tunes Penitentiary. Straight jacket, padded walls, you name it. Now listen, the Crawfords, who made their kindergarten kid run 26 miles, that was messed up. But at least they didn't kill him. Maybe they tried to kill him, maybe. <laughs> Holy shit. And I've gotten back into teppanyaki lately, and I'm loving it. If you don't know what teppanyaki is, it's a Japanese style of grilling. Anything grilled on an iron skillet. Teppan means a metal plate that the food is cooked on, and yaki means grilled. And my skillet plate is non-stick, actually, because I'm white privilege. <laughs> I don't want to deal with cleaning up a huge mess. If you're still confused, think Benihana's, okay? That's the teppanyaki style, except it's not all like that all the time. Benihana's is a showier version of teppanyaki. It's like Las Vegas showgirl teppanyaki. Like, here's the difference. Regular teppanyaki restaurants, it's like going to your local strip club, okay? The girls just dance for you naked. They fling their floppy titties in your face. You tip them a few bucks. Benihana's is like the strip clubs in third world countries. Right, where they've got like a, a monkey on stage shooting ping pong balls out of its ass. You want to know the difference? That's the difference. I'm not a huge fan of Benihana's or strip clubs in general. Right? Just saying. Anyway, an incredible way to grill vegetables. You know, went to a friend's place. She had one and I'm like, oh man, I haven't done that in so long. Right? So I got back into it. Got into my, my vegetarian meals right now. It's interactive. I mean, I'm thinking of all types of things to pan grill now. And I'm watching these videos of these guys in Japan on those grills and how they're able to work with those spatulas. It's enchanting. Most of the videos deal with grilling beef, particularly Kobe or uh, Wagyu in Japan. So I got curious, went to a local Japanese market near me. I get there, lo and behold, I find a Wagyu steak from Japan. Now, Wagyu from Japan... Totally different from Wagyu here. Wagyu cattle here in the States are fed for like 400 days or more. A Japanese Wagyu are fed for at least 650 days and up. And the diet is different. Japanese Wagyu, they're fed barley, wheat bran, rice bran, corn, all kinds of high quality feeds. So they get a ton of fat in and around these steaks. Anyway, I find one of these steaks and it's... It's clocking in at around a pound, okay? The price tag, $150 for a single steak. Who's got that kind of expendable income? I took a picture of it, posted it on uh, Instagram. Everyone starts losing their minds. Brutal, fat, unbelievable. This piece of meat, this big band of fat around it. So my brother comments that the fat on that steak, the fat in that steak, not unhealthy. I had to look this up. Wagyu beef is rich in monounsaturated fatty acids and contains all the essential amino acids that our bodies need, you know, like omega-3 and omega-6, these essential fatty acids that we need that lowers our risk of cardiovascular disease, cancer, 
Alzheimer's, all the other shit that could kill us. So think of Wagyu like you would think of an avocado, right? Healthy fat. Except an avocado is not going to cost you 150 bucks. At least not yet. <laughs> it's getting there, though. I saw the other day they're selling them for like four bucks a piece. I used to be able to get two or three of those for that price. Jeez, man, it's been a few weeks. Did I talk about the kid who attacked Dave Chappelle on stage at the Hollywood Bowl? I did, right? Did I talk about that? That kid, Isaiah Lee, they got a quote from him the other day. I identify as bisexual, and I wanted him to know that what he said was triggering. He implored Chappelle to be more sensitive, adding, I wanted him to know that next time he should consider first running his material by people it could affect. (laughs) Hey, Isaiah, fuck you. All right, fuck you. You went to that comedy show to do exactly what you did. You brought that weapon, waited for him to get on stage so you could do what you did. Why else would you go to a comedy show that you knew was going to headline Chappelle? You know what kind of material he covers. The controversial shit that got him in trouble in the first place. You were just trying to make a name for yourself. And also, look, if if you're even capable of being triggered, stay the hell away from comedy shows. The comedian's job is to make fun of people, to make fun of things. If you don't have a sense of humor, stay the hell out of a comedy club. Grow some thick skin before you get in there with the big boys, you know? Run as material by people it could affect. This is what's wrong with America right now. Everyone's so fucking sensitive. A comedian has to run his jokes by people, make sure he doesn't step on any toes. Dude, what makes it comedy in the first place? is that it does step on people's toes. This dumb motherfucker wouldn't last three minutes hanging out with me and my buddies. All we do is break balls. That's what guys do. Hey, get over yourself. I don't even know why women want to have kids. The whole process sounds dreadful. Like this man and woman were debating if it was more painful to give birth or to be kicked in the nuts. And the husband said, look, many women, after one or two years, will say, Honey, do you want to have another child? But you're never going to hear a guy say, Huh, you know what? I think I'd like to be kicked in the balls again. Right? I mean, come on. (laughs) Think about how precious life is for one second, okay? The odds of you even being born are roughly 1 in 400 quadrillion if you read the stats. So the Earth has been in existence for roughly 4.5 billion years. 4.5 billion years, then you're born... At one in 400 quadrillion odds, try laying that bet down at a sports book, all right? You will maybe spend roughly 80 years here on earth, then you're gone. So why on God's green earth would we take our lives for granted? Like I have people in my life who wonder why I want to live in la-la land so much, stick my head in the sand, why I refuse to engage in political discussions. The world's burning. Because listen, in the long and short of it, we don't have that much time left here. I'd rather spend my time partying, riding my bike, enjoying the little time I have left. We're not going to be around forever. This planet is eventually going to kick us out. Right? They're going to kick us out of the party and invite a new species to inhabit it. Stop fucking around. Let's have fun while we can, man. And it's like this, too. And you may have heard this term. I had to look it up. Virtue signaling. Do you know what that is? It's when you express a moral viewpoint that makes you look like you have good character. For example, you say you go on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram 
and change your profile pic to the uh, Black Lives Matter logo or the Ukrainian flag or the gay pride flag, right? You're making a statement for the better good. So people don't think you're a racist or a bigot or a sexist or a communist or whatever horrible thing you might be, but are trying not to project. That shit makes me sick. It's okay to say thoughts and prayers or comment on how horrible things are for people unlike you, but for fuck's sake, don't make a big deal out of it. Overcompensation makes it look like, you know, you're hiding a deep-rooted secret. And here's what brought this up. Netflix just released the new Ricky Gervais stand-up special. And if you know Gervais, he doesn't stand down. Netflix got into a lot of trouble with Chappelle's last special. He told a bunch of trans jokes and the uh, LGBTQ community went ballistic. So Netflix doubles down and produces this special. And Gervais even goes so far as to explain how his jokes work. How you can tell that he's not serious. He's just making jokes. This isn't how he feels. He gives a play-by-play of the joke. How you can tell it's irony, right? And how you should know that he supports gay rights, trans rights, and how it's all ultimately human rights. And that he respects the rights of all women. Just lose the cock. You see how he did that joke? That's what makes his comedy what it is. And people will say, I don't find that funny. Or they'll say, that's not funny. No, it's funny. It's just not funny to you. People got triggered, right? The woke crowd got even more woke. People started posting on Twitter screenshots of their cancellation requests from Netflix. Like, look at me. Look how much of a woke activist I am. I'm with all of you. Meanwhile, if a transgender person came to dinner in their house, they'd be so uncomfortable. They wouldn't know what to do with themselves. Keep pointing shit out. Keep bringing attention to how noble you are. Deep down, we know you're compensating for something. That's virtue signaling, and Twitter's filled with it. Oh, and step aside, COVID. Monkeypox is coming to town. Worst name for a virus ever. Monkeypox. I guess they're starting to get some answers. Apparently, it spread via sex at two separate raves in Europe. Totally catching me by surprise every time I turn around these days. First of all, Never knew that monkeypox was even a thing. And second, raves? Are th- those are still happening? We had raves in the 90s. They're still doing raves now. I went to one once, back when I was in just that stupid style of techno, before EDM became a thing. The big thing to do with those things was to drop ecstasy and fuck. But I went for the experience, right? I stayed lucid. But I saw people doing all kinds of stuff, taking their clothes off, You can have sex against a wall. How you can accomplish that is beyond me. But good luck. (laughs) I mean, these people didn't give a shit. They were hammered. But it makes sense, I guess. One of the things I read about it is that it leaves lesions and stuff on your genitals. And I was thinking, why would it target your genitals? Well, now I know, because that's how it's being transmitted. As if HPV wasn't bad enough. Now we've got this. Makes your junk look like a cheese pizza with everything on it. Ugh. Man, I was married so long, I didn't even know what HPV was. Then a friend of mine, he knew this dude who was fucking around on his wife, and he contracted HPV and then spread it to his wife. She ended up giving uh, cervical cancer from it. I'm hearing about this and what it can do to you, and I'm thinking, holy shit, it's just not safe out there. If you contract HPV, you can get all kinds of cancer. Uh, cervix, vulva, vagina, penis, anus, mouth, tonsils, throat. 
Could you imagine that's how you go out, dick cancer? Cancer of the dick. Whoever thought that was going to be a thing? Or ass cancer? Fuck that. Cancer of the ass? No thanks. If I ever had ass cancer, I'd lie and say I had something else. Anything else. How embarrassing. Ugh, dick cancer. One day you look down and the, the fucking thing just falls off. I wonder if you can have it removed like a mastectomy. Uh, a mastectomy. <laughs> mastectomy. I should not be making cancer jokes. The fuck is wrong with me? Oh, boy. Monkeypox in the building, ladies and gentlemen. I did notice that George Carlin started trending on YouTube. A lot of older clips. And I'd see them come up more and more. And then I'd see his daughter was highlighted on Twitter. And I'm wondering, why is this sudden resurgence of George Carlin happening? And then over the weekend, I realized why. I didn't know about this. It was a two-part documentary on HBO directed by Judd Apatow, who I have to tell you has started directing bombs lately. But this documentary was very good, so he's still got chops. But he has fallen hard from the days of the 40-year-old version, I can tell you that. Anyway, this documentary is really enjoyable. I tell you, it's on HBO, right? Yeah. If you were ever a fan of Carlin's, you know, he changed his style of comedy back in the 90s. Actually, in the 80s. And he carried that all the way to like 2009 before he died. He became very political and analytical about humans and society. And these really long tirades. I mean, he wasn't doing the hippy-dippy weatherman anymore. You know, this was like going to see Jello Biafra go on and on about how corrupt our government was. And what Carlin did was genius. But it wasn't until I watched this documentary that I realized just how much of his comedy framed my own ideologies about society that we live in and the culture shift. I never knew that my philosophies on singular human beings versus groups of human beings were framed by his thoughts on all of that. I've always said that I love humans. It's when they group that I dislike. When they band together, that's when things go south because they band together for a reason. They're like-minded and like-minded groups tend to act cultish and drop their thoughts and opinions on you en masse. And that's why I didn't identify with any one religious group anymore, why I've been registered as an independent for decades. I simply don't like gangs because gangs tend to gang up on people. You know, believe what we believe or fuck you. You don't belong here. Yes, you're right. I don't belong here and I'll see myself out. So that's how I've acted. George Carlin, American Dream on HBO. Yeah, it's four hours in two parts. It's great stuff. Yeah, he hit the wall in the 80s. He was like, he was yesterday's comedian. Sam Kennison was this new fresh thing, right? People were starting to see, go to see Carlin just to make fun of him. But he got wind of this. And he said, look, I'm going to kill them all. So he went away and reinvented his act. and came out stronger than ever. Beloved. I was a total fan. In fact, you know what? One of the early episodes of this podcast, I used a clip of his as an intro. And people commented on how great it was that I used Carlin, how great it was to hear his comedy. The comedy has changed over and over again, and I think for the better. It's constantly evolving. It just depends on what you like. But as I said, you have to have a sense of humor. I don't care if you want to pick on me, my nose, my body type, the way I dress, the fact that I don't have a man's job. You know, I work behind a computer. I don't work with my hands. Any of that. Take your pick. Tear me apart. Just be funny about it. Because I know at the end of the day, if it were just you and I sitting here, 
you'd be saying none of it because you don't really believe it. You're just trying to make people laugh because that's your job. All right. And I've got a self-deprecating sense of humor anyway. All right. So if you're not going to tell those jokes, I'm going to tell them about myself. Somebody's got to do it. And hey, even George had terrible parents. His father was an abusive alcoholic, would beat the living shit out of uh, George's older brother. His mom not only fled and filed for divorce, she got a restraining order because she was convinced this guy was going to come back, find him, and kill him. And then when George got older, he realized that his mom was controlling, didn't want him to leave her nest. So she started filling his head with all kinds of rhetoric, like how he's worthless and he'll never amount to anything. And he should stay there with her because he's never going to be able to support himself because of how worthless he is. Then later in his life, his wife became an alcoholic and really depressed because George was on the road all the time. So he asked his mom to move in with him, come stay with him, so she can keep an eye on her. And what does his mom do? Sits and drinks with his wife all day, fills her head with all kinds of negative bullshit about Carlin, to the point where his wife starts to lose her mind, ends up in a rehab facility. Ends up kicking his mother out of his house. So yeah, bad parents are everywhere. If you think it's okay to beat the shit out of your kids or abuse them emotionally or try to control them like robots, don't have them. Have the abortion. And you can call it homicide if you want, but at least it doesn't have emotions at six weeks. At six years, it has emotions and it feels pain and it doesn't want to run 26 miles in 77 degree heat. Asshole. I have one last joke and I'll let you go. Did you hear the one? about the Holocaust survivor that dies and goes to heaven. First thing he does when he gets up there, he tells a joke about the Holocaust. God turns to him and says, hey, that's not funny. The guy says, well, I guess you had to be there. Think about it. (laughs) That's all I've got for this week. Thanks for taking the time to listen. As always, take care, brush your hair. Until next time, my name is Phil, and this has been Inane. Salute. (laughs) 